Snowball Spa. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Tuesday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The Sports Animals, Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. We'll be telling you all about Rodney and the gang down at Paul Jones Drug throughout the entirety of the show. Glad to have you along for the next hour. We get into all different... I'll check this out, Jared. What, breaking news? Oh, somebody was at the Phoenix Open. Okay. We've, We've got picks. Wait, somebody text us? Yes, on the text line. We have got picks. Oh, very cool. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. I think it's our I, I think if I remember the number, it's just our it's our uh is this our Duke Tiger fan, Mark? Yes it is. That's what I thought. That three one eight. Hanging out at the Phoenix Open. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you know what's going on in golf this week, don't you? Um, no. You don't. Should I? Yes. What's going on? What? One Tiger Woods right, is heard, in the field. Right. At, at the, Riviera. The, at Riviera. The Genesis or whatever the Genesis it's Genesis Open at Riviera. Yeah. You know. I saw that. I didn't no, know that that was this week. I guess I I just kind of thought it might have been two weeks or so. It is this week. You know, this is the he, – he did that infamous – interview when his back was hurt mm-hmm. on that Sunday because he's a Genesis guy. I mean, he's it's kind of he's a part of this tournament. And then that next morning is when we all woke up to the wreck. Oh. Whoa. Those years ago. It's the first time he's playing a regular tour event since 2020, October of 2020. Well, very cool. Yeah. What do you think that means? I think it means he's feeling better, and I think it also means he knows that in order for him to actually compete in the majors, he has to play regular tour events to get the game sharp. Yeah. We'll see what he looks like, but at least without seeing him, you know, it would make you think he feels better than he did last year. To be able, because here's yeah. here's the, another truth to this. Riviera is a place that he has not played very well. Mm. at all so it's, challenging himself well it, and it just i think he feels good enough to play and walk and you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. we'll find out though uh, but uh, i think it's a good sign for for april at least well for, yeah for there's, at least april there's always that speculation of is he getting himself ready oh of course he is for augusta oh 100 percent. he's all i mean listen there's gonna be well, a, he's always gonna be there right but it's like is it and what form of Tiger Woods are we going to get? That's right. Are we going to get ceremonial? Just, try to make the cut, Tiger, or try to go win the whole actually, thing. yeah, have really any compete. kind of chance to compete, yeah. Right? And th- this is a good sign for the for the latter of those two, sure. With him actually playing some other events, but anyhow, those are cool pictures uh, from Phoenix. That is cool. We got. Uh, we're going to talk about OU Texas headed to the SEC. Did you see what Barry Switzer said in the Tulsa World? Uh, I got little snippets of it. Yeah, talk about that. Some highlights of it. The scheduling. Scheduling is going to be interesting. If you could pick the three permanent permanent opponents for Oklahoma, who would it be? Uh, high school hoops from last night. Elk City's regular season ended. I'm going to tell you something. I saw 
a phenomenal basketball team last night. Uh, I would guess one of those girls' teams. Unfortunately, yeah, well, it was yeah. purple and black. Yeah. Hey, but the Elkettes, listen, I'll, I'll just get to it, but I'll get to it yeah. later. But, I mean, it, it, there's, there's a pretty – man, man, they were good. Um. Isn't that cool? You just appreciate it, right? I mean, you can't be mad at it. You just appreciate Listen, good basketball. And Elk City played. They're not out there maybe, holding the basketball. No, no, they played. And <laughs> Listen, playing. Elk City scored more points against Bethany last night than anybody has all year. Anybody? Yeah. Only problem is and Bethany you be thirty-five. Can, yeah, only problem is Bethany can score a lot of points too. <laughs> that was what was crazy. Is it didn't even seem like they were just lighting it up. Yeah. And you look up, and they scored 88. It's like, yeah. whoa. And, and listen, the Elkettes, for, for the faults that they might have, defense has not been one of them. They've averaged giving up 38 a game in the Western Conference. And then that happened. It was like, holy Moses. That's pretty efficient when you're only playing 32 minutes. 88 and 32 minutes. That's three a minute. Yeah. It's almost three a minute. Yeah. That's a, that's pretty dang efficient. Man, that, we didn't see Tuttle because of the weather. And I know Tuttle's the only team that's beaten Bethany. Which is hard to fathom <laughs> after seeing that, right? <laughs> How good is Tuttle? That's what I'm wondering. Whoa. Man, they, I mean, that that was a good team now. Because I often, I didn't even realize exactly. I knew she was good, and I, I knew she had already committed to OU as mm-hmm. a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And then I started digging into it yesterday afternoon. I finally got a little time to do about 10 minutes worth of prep for the game. She's like the number 10 player in the nation in that class. I didn't realize that. On on Hoop Girls, it's an ESPN uh, ranking. Yeah, yeah. And she's number 10. And here's the deal. In, that, in what I saw there, there's like four others from Oklahoma. Girl from Ada. There's a girl from Norman. Her. There was one other from Oklahoma. I can't remember where she was from. Like four of the top 25 were all Oklahomans. Like, oh, my goodness. Man. And they those, were good. Just keep them in Norman and Stillwater. And That's, uh, one of them talking? was already going to Baylor. Uh, oh, darn. I, I can't remember where. It's the one I can't remember where she's from. She's already going to uh, Booker T. Washington. Mm. She's uh, she's already committed I, to Baylor. I wish I remember. I'm sure I saw her last year at the state tournament. Yeah, would have been a freshman. They, they were in it. Or was it their boys? I can't remember. I think they're boys. Didn't they play Dell City? That was one of those games everybody couldn't op- wait to opening watch. Opening round game. And then Dell City and Carl Albert played in the It was Dell City and Carl Albert everybody couldn't wait to watch. Yeah. That's right. And, man, that was a dunk fest in 5A. It was fun. And that uh, that Taylor Heim, mm-hmm. the late late commit to OU, he, he was out there last night. That dude is athletic. Yeah. Not a ton of basketball skill per se, but he's athletic, speedy, oh, oh, and can jump. I mean, he he's hammered one down oh. with ease. Oh boy, with ease. Awesome. Uh, we'll have to look at that. I'm sure Landry Allen was is nationally ranked. That'd be easier to find on on multiple sites that we can pull that up. Um, so we'll have that. There's some really good games Thursday in the Class A and B regional tournament. Just a just a total guess, Jared. How many games do you think there are that have two ranked teams in them? Boys and girls. Boys and girls combined. A and B. 
A and B, boys and girls combined. I'll go north of five. It is north of it's way uh, north. Yeah, there's five in boy. I, I quickly scanned the boys. I was a little bit more thorough with the girls. I found five just in the boys bracket in the boys side of it. Mm. Six in the girls. And and wow. what's and what's crazy is it, they're they're balanced exactly. Three and B, three and A. Hmm. Only one. Well, I mean, only one top. Oh no! Sorry. Oh, excuse me. One top eight team, top eight team, in girls and in boys faces a ranked opponent this week, on Thursday. Only one top eight team. Yes. Faces a you know, ranked yeah, opponent. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. You know, you wouldn't think that you wouldn't think a top eight would get a ranked until Saturday. Mm-hmm. That's not the case for two: one in boys and one in girls. Isn't that interesting? Well, the games are just going to get better, no doubt. But I mean, each, this is with each day and each day. But hasn't it seemed like this year it feels like there's some loaded areas more than in years past? Kind of feels like it. And I think this bears that out with having this many ranked teams playing each other in the first round of regionals. So we'll talk about that's that. That's not necessarily the OSSA's fault because they no. have. They, it's just of location. You know, they have to. You gotta. You can't break up these areas just because there's so many ranked teams in one area and none in the other. So that, that's not really their fault. But it's I like it as a fan because we get these matchups early. Yeah, And no then, doubt. like I said, then they're just going to get better as we move down the road. Yeah, I, I didn't look forward, but I'm thinking, okay, if this game happens Tuesday, on Thursday, what's coming up on on Saturday for one of these weeks? Right, yeah. Uh, so we'll hit that. 2A and 4A districts get underway. Uh, and then we'll put a bowl on the Super Bowl to start. Where does Pat Mahomes – where is he at in the all-time conversation? I know it's early. I know it's way early. But he's also had an enormous amount of success way early. Um, the Chief did something that I wasn't sure you could do, and that is winning while paying your quarterback huge money. But it's way hard, and I'll tell you why. And what about Philly? Jalen Hurts is, doesn't have to be a free agent until after next season. What do they do? As far as paying him versus letting it ride, trying to sign, you know, bring the team back more than just him. It's interesting. And a quick look ahead to the odds for next year's Super Bowl. 225 9698 is the phone or the text line. 225 9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things. Whatever else might be on your mind, feel free to chime in at 225 9698. You can be outside the listening area. A couple ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to KADSAN.com. You can download the app. The app's got radio. It's got the Penny News. Big Elk, <clears throat> excuse me, Big Elk and Paragon TV. And, of course, the Skinny on Sports podcast available at KADSAN.com. Hello, Jared. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm well. Got any uh, major plans for this evening? Valentine's Day? Oh, yeah. What do you got? You want to hear my plans? I do want to hear your plans. You want to hear my plans? I do. Aaron. Well, we're going to uh, cook that Monty Tucker beef. Got a couple of ribeyes we're going to throw in the grill. And uh, Maria, Is this your Barry White voice for some reason? It's Valentine's Day. Okay. <laughs> Hope your wife's listening because everybody else is just kind of like, then we're gonna twice eat, Jared sound like We're going to eat dinner. Then help the girls with their homework. <laughs> then put them to bed. And then at 9.30, Aaron... We're going to go to bed. And that's about it. That's it. How about you? <laughs> I, uh, 
the the women's committee that my wife is on at church, they put on a Valentine's Day banquet each and every year. Mm-hmm. And so I will be attending that. And as a bonus this year, you know, this these things happen to us because of what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. And so I get to be the MC. Oh, cool. Of the banquet. It's, there's going to be kind of a, a, a dating game type theme there uh, for some of the some of the folks that will be picked out of the audience to to play so i get to be the mc of the <laughs> of the uh the the banquet tonight sounds, for our church sounds kind of fun i don't see landry allen question on the text line i don't see her in the top 100 of this hoop girls hmm that surprises me there is an oklahoma commit sahara williams from iowa west high school in iowa but i don't see landry allen hmm. I would have, I would have bet against that for sure, uh, but anyhow, that's what I'm going to do. Go be the MC of the banquet. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. That does sound fun. You know, the, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a delicate mix. Uh, uh, it's kind of a delicate line, though, right? Well, what do you mean? I mean to make it fun and and funny and exciting, yet in the midst of a church crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Just throw out a bunch of can't bad- be a whole bunch of risque questions yeah. asked in front of the preacher. No, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you can't do that. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel right. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Yeah, so we can't <laughs> can't uh, can't be there, boy. Uh, can't be that way. <laughs> uh, last year's that's funny. I don't know why it came to me. Last year's Super Bowl, we're at my brother-in-law's, <laughs> and you know, and usually at Super Bowl parties. There's a lot of the consumption, you yeah. know. And then their priest shows up. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, is this okay? And <laughs> it was okay. Yeah. He, I mean, we weren't doing anything wrong. We were, <laughs> it just felt weird. It's the way it rolls, man. That's the way it rolls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was fun, though. It was fun. Text line was disappointed in the end of your story. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, it was... Everybody thought it was headed one way and one way only. And you're then your fifteenth year of marriage took a derail. <laughs> uh, that's funny too. <laughs> Are you sure you're not going to have Chick Fil A tonight? No, no, Monty, Monty Tucker <laughs> you, beef. That's did what that I'm did that go over your head? No, I, I got it. <laughs> I let it go over my head. <laughs> all right, uh, put a bow in the Super Bowl in all things NFL for just a little bit. Um. Where does that put Patrick Mahomes? Well, I mean, it definitely he climbed a couple of rungs, right? Here, here's the first question before we really kind of decide. Let's say something happened to him tomorrow. Is he a Hall of Famer? He never plays another game. Like, like if he pulls an Andrew Luck and says, I'm done? or Yes, or something horrible, whatever. Hard but to keep a guy that has if, two titles. If he never plays, and I think there's many, I think there's only one person that's won two titles that's not in the Hall of Fame. Who would that be? Jim Plunkett. How many MVPs does he have, or did he ever? See, I think that's the difference. That is that's that that's weighted in there, man. You got to remember that, and and the without looking records that Mahomes is either approaching or has set at. So early in his career, I'd put him in the hall. Absolutely, he's the thirteenth quarterback to win multiple Super Bowls, and I'm pretty sure everybody but Plunkett is in. Now, is he the youngest to do it? Uh, him or Brady? I mean, here here's the truth of it: 
if he continues along this path, the it's gonna that's what you're that's what you're gonna say. Well, is it him or Brady? Well, is it you know with these especially with the age questions, doing this so early in his career, mm-hmm. there will be only one other person to compare him to. It'll be well, it's either him or Brady. Well, it's either him or Brady. Here's what's crazy. What's we're, crazy is we're having this conversation of him abs- a- actually reaching enough titles to match Brady, but he's so young, could he do it? It's only six years into his career. How, how about this? Where do you think he stands on the all-time playoff wins list for quarterbacks? Inside the top ten. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Inside the top five? Yes. you got to be kidding me. He's tied for third all-time already with 14 playoff wins. You know who he's tied with? Favre. You mentioned him. No, not no. Favre. He's already, he's already blown past Pass him. Favre. Who's he tied with? Let's Bradshaw, Elway, and Peyton Manning. He's going to blow those Think about this. out of the water. You know who's second all-time behind Brady, obviously, in playoff wins? No. Want to shoot out a guess? Aikman. Aikman's 11. He's already flown wow. by him. Wow. Uh, the other guy with four. Not Bradshaw, the other guy with four. I'm drawing a blank. Joe Montana. Montana. He is two playoff wins behind Joe Montana. Already. Yeah, he's going to shatter that record. He's going to shatter that. He's going to set it. It's almost going to be hard to even reach again. Now he's got to re. I mean, Brady's at like 35, so he's way behind that. But... That win, in the way that it happened, and in this era of football where, I mean, what do we always say when the playoffs start? Oh, look at there. Three of the top four or four of the top five highest-paid quarterbacks in the game didn't even make the playoffs. Why? Oh, well, when you start paying your quarterback, you can't pay everybody else. Right. Well, he proved that wrong. But it's extremely hard to do. Think about going into the game and coming out of it how many guys the Chiefs had that they drafted late? Yeah, that turned out better than anybody thought. Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going to go. Say seventh round, but, but but that's what you've got to. That's where you've got to have two things. If you're going to do this, you've got to have other. I mean, you you can't just pay just because you have a pretty good quarterback doesn't mean you need to pay him like he's the best one in the league. But you kind of are forced to do it because of the way the market is. I love what the Ravens are trying to do, but will they be able to do it? Will they have to give in to paying Lamar Jackson more money than they think he's really worth? Because right now, there are only a couple of guys in the league that you could even fathom being able to do what he did, right? It's him, obviously. I mean, you think maybe you put guys around Joe Burrow, and he might be able to you know, put a team on his back type of thing like like what Mahomes is doing. And, and this is what's crazy. Going into the year, everybody thought, oh well, this is gonna be the this is gonna be the year. No Tyreek Hill. Chiefs offense is gonna gonna slow down a little bit. And, and and it feels like he got better. And he even said it. Because he doesn't have to just 
fire it up to Tyreek or Travis Kelsey. He actually has to go through Progr- progressions yeah, and, yeah. and play quarterback mm-hmm. like he needs to play quarterback, and he did it. I mean, the sky is clearly the limit. It's going to take forever before there's really an argument. And, and he may – I mean, it's almost unrealistic to ask him to actually get into an argument about being better than Tom Brady with the accomplishments that Brady has. But as far as uh, – for, for a young guy, he's certainly on that way. And it's just – man, it, it's hard to see it's – hard to, it's hard to see the thing kind of derailing, right? With the way that they're drafting and what they're putting around him. Yeah, and, they, and the smart moves they made, like Kadarius Tony, Giants just gave up on him. He was the twentieth pick in the draft. Kansas City gets him on the cheap. What does he do? Scores a touchdown and has maybe the biggest play in the game with that punt return. Yeah. So smart, smart ownership group and and football people, along with all time great quarterback. That's what. That's but that's kind of what it takes if you're going to pay one of these guys like that. Yeah, if you can get. You get him, you get Mahomes or a guy like him, and then you could – again, it goes back to management. Smart smart drafting, sprinkled in with a little bit of luck. Sure. You know, and um, I mean, no one saw Pacheco being as consistent as that, as that guy has been this past season. But there he was. But it, a lot of it was, you know, blocking up front. You mentioned that yesterday too. Um. It's a luxury to have, but there there will always be questions of, you know, will Payne Mahomes sometime come down the road and get him? You know, I thought that might have been when Tyreek Tyre- Hill left. I thought, okay, there, there it is. He, he, he left because he couldn't get the paycheck, and it's still rolling. Well, this shows you the difference between a pretty good quarterback and an all-time great. Mm-hmm. Because an all-time great, I mean, think of who Brady had. I mean, yeah, Gronk there, and there was Randy Moss, and there was Welker, but there was also times where he had nobody. Yeah. Or, you know, seemingly nobody, but what did he do? He elevated those guys around him, and that sure looks like what Mahomes just got done doing with with some guys that were on the scrap heap of other teams that he turns into absolutely viable players to win Super Bowls. It's just – that's – it's Mahomes first, and then everybody else kind of behind. Well, at the end of the day, I mean, and they just... were smart enough. You mentioned no line. Last thing I'm gonna say, they were smart enough after that Tampa Bay Super Bowl, where Mahomes had no chance, and the only reason they were even as close as they were was because of what a wizard that dude is. But they saw they they saw what clearly was the deficiency on that team, and they went out and they fixed it. They drafted. What looks like one one of the better centers in the in the league was Creed, Creed Humphrey. They filled in uh, with Orlando Brown and 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 you know kind of supplemented that offensive line in the free agency. And next thing you know, bam, there they are. Yeah, and it just goes to show that it's since the dawn of time of the NFL, you win a lot of games with a really good quarterback, almost in spite of any other deficiencies on the team they make everybody better you've seen it since the dawn of time that's right that, i mean it is in, the, in that old line it's almost justifiable paying him that much but you have well it is the, him right if you, I, I yeah but it and then that little luck thing comes in i'm not saying kansas city's just lucky for winning they're not they're good but i mean you see sometimes 
a player get overpaid and all of a sudden, like Joe Burrow's, you know, what's going to happen there? You know, they're going to have to make a decision on him. Uh, when? End of next year? Yeah, it's getting close. Maybe even they can probably do it this year. Well, you know, so they already have their problems up front. How Which they, they tried to fix. They tried, and, and they think that's still a process where they're trying to fix that that offensive line. But if you're paying your quarterback a heavy amount of money that's weighing down on your cap, and, and then you can't fix those problems. Is Joe Burrow worth that much just for seeing him get sacked X amount of times in a key playoff game? Well, here's the deal, though. Here's the problem. What are you going to do, not sign Joe Burrow? Yeah, that's the problem. You're not going to do – I mean, you're going to have to. But he's going to have to continue to take steps to make it to where it'll work. Maybe this is why – I'm just having a, an epiphany here. Maybe this is why we get so excited about the NFL draft because we can see who is drafting that, well. That <laughs> is the whole key to everything is to hit here, – here's what you, you – there's like three things that you got to do. One, if you're going to pay one of these quarterbacks that immense amount of money, they have to be worth it. There's a bunch of those guys that are getting paid a bunch of money that don't seem like they're worth it. Yeah. Just head on down I-35. Does it look like Dak is worth that percentage of the cap? Not after the 49ers game. So you have to be damn sure you got the right guy and that he's worth that amount of money. That's one. Number two, you cannot overpay mediocre players once again head right down i-35 with a guy like zeke yeah cannot overpay guys like that and then number three you have to draft well because you have to get young guys that aren't making much be huge contributors to your team and that's what that's what the chiefs have done all three of those things they have taken care of and then they, you know, sometimes you notice a deficiency in the season. Bam, you can fix it. But you got to, but you got to get the right guy for the right price. And you know, like Kadarius Tony was that guy. What about the? So this, this now is this a cautionary tale to Philly about Jalen Hurts? Jalen, I don't know. I mean, we've you know we've asked. And even Mahomes was uh, very complimentary of Jalen Hurts, saying if there's any questions about him, they've been answered. As far as him being a top-tier quarterback in this league, I'm, I'm on board with that. I think I was on board with that about halfway through the season. Um, so you're going to give Jalen Hurts $50 million? <laughs> So that's 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 the big what if. So Is I, Philly good? In, I mean, but here's the thing. They have so many draft picks. Well, they've also like, got – they got like the 10th pick this year? They've got two first-rounders. They've also got eight guys that are starter level on defense that are free agents. Mm. Her running backs are free agents, which I don't think that's that big a deal because it feels like you can if you're, you could find any. I mean, you can just find guys that will work. But, yeah, those. so if you choose to, cha- to, to pay Jalen Hurts, how many of those eight defenders have to go away? Yeah. And then at that point, you have to draft well. What the, you got to hit, obviously, you want to hit on the first rounders, but you've got to hit throughout the draft like the Chiefs have done. It makes it really, really hard, but it's not impossible. I would have almost told you it might be impossible. And maybe it is for 31 other teams, 
that don't have Patrick Mahomes. Right. Maybe it is. I mean, it's it's not like the Chiefs are going to win every Super Bowl. That's not going to happen. But it sure feels like they're going to be in the running mm-hmm. every year, as long as he's there and as long as Andy Reid is there. Who do you think is the favorite next year? It's so easy to say the Chiefs because we just saw it a couple nights ago and just everything we've said, but why not the Chiefs? In Vegas, it is the Chiefs, 6-1. to Why not? Mm -hmm. Interesting. I I would have thought the team that's third would be second. Who would you think would be next behind the Chiefs? Um, San Francisco. I would have thought they'd have been second as well. They're not. They're third at eight to one. So number two, Philly. Philly is fourth. Philly and Cincinnati are fourth at nine to one. Number two is Buffalo. Buffalo. Yep. Buffalo at seven to one. The Cowboys are fourteen to one and fifth. Then you start to look for some value. You've got the the Chargers and Baltimore at twenty two to one. Jets. That's clearly. Aaron Rodgers linked. Jets and Jacksonville 28 to 1. Miami, Green Bay, Detroit, Denver 30 to 1. The Rams 35 to 1. Did you mention Minnesota? Min- not yet. I'm about to. Wow. The Giants, Cleveland, and Vegas 40 to 1. And now here's Minnesota at 45 to 1. Huh. After a four loss season, they're just they're way down there. That's I think it's just that, that shows you how much they really think of Minnesota, how they that's kind right. of kind of slipped by a lot of games this year. Here's another one. You know, just two years ago, and we compared Minnesota to the Titans of two years ago, right? When they were the number one seed and rolling. They're 75 to one. Yeah, not a lot of love for those type teams. No. Steelers 55 to 1. I bet Jim may fire some cash down on that we'll ask him next monday paul jones drug offers a free service that makes taking your daily medications safe and easy it's called convenience packaging meaning they can combine all your daily medications and put them in sealed separate daily packages this process replaces you from having to fill your daily medication dispenser and as always paul jones drug prepares individual blister packaging for long-term care patients with their drive-through window curbside service and free local delivery it's just more reasons you should choose paul jones drug 809 north main street milk city i'm rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal hanging out in studio on a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main, care you can trust with free delivery right here in the Elk City area. Rodney and the gang down at Paul Jones Drug are the oldest compounding pharmacy in Elk City. Uh, You can drive through and pick your stuff up, curbside testing and vaccinations, also the blister packs, which are the long-term care unit packaging, some other stuff that we'll tell you about as we move along throughout the show as well. We appreciate Paul Jones Drug uh, for being the Tuesday sponsor of the Skinny on Sports. All right, Jared, high school hoops, playoffs get started all across in every class coming up on uh, coming up this weekend I guess interesting that we thought we talked kind of hit it earlier but there's going to be from what I could find 11 games on Thursday in regional winners bracket action class A and B 
that feature ranked teams playing each other. Is it, it that just strikes me as a as a big number. I'm sure it's about that way every year, but for some reason, uh, that, that seems like a ton on Thursday. Yeah, again, I think it's just uh, the geography of it. It just that's just how it just rolled out. Yeah, a lot of ranked teams in, in what areas? I mean, did you break that down? What areas those ranked teams are in? It's all across the games? state. Uh, so, like, okay, for instance, I mean, is there any one area more? I didn't more I, ranked I, games than others. I couldn't tell you that. Okay. I, I would say that there might be. Here's what I would guess, just looking at the teams and trying to re, kind of remember off the top of my head. I think you've got this happening in three of the four areas in girls' basketball in Class A or Class B, and then one doesn't have one yet. Um, so like Frontier and Ripley, that's number 12 against number 13 in class A. You've got Okeen and Strother, which is 18 and 17. And then the only team in, in class A or in, in girls basketball that was a top eight seed, but plays a ranked team this week or on Thursday, excuse me, is uh, Red Oak. Number eight, Red Oak gets number 20, Wright City. Locally, class B girls. Got number 18 and number 17 going at it on Thursday. That's Sentinel and Mountain View Godibo. Turner and Chattanooga is 10 versus 19, and then 20 versus 12 is Kremlin, Hillsdale, and Dover. So see, off the top of my head, I don't think anybody's in the same area. No. If I just remember kind of where everything was at. Boys has a bunch of local local flavor to it. Class A boys, Rappo Butler and Velma Alma, number 15 and number 11. The area that you're in, Surreal and Texoma, number 13 and number 10, because we talked about that yesterday. One of those teams, is if Canute wins, that's who they'll play on Friday, whoever loses that game. Whoever loses. Leedy and Visai, that's number 9 and number 16. That's Class B boys. Sentinel and Granite, number 12 and number 18. And then the only top eight seed to have to play a ranked team here in the first round of regionals is Calumet. The Chieftains at number 4 take on number 20, Lomega. So, I mean, it just – I know it happens every year, but, boy, howdy, that's getting to it quick. I mean, you're, you're getting right into the thick of things. When you play your district, sometimes that's a cakewalk for some teams, not for others. You think, okay, we'll get one one more breather on Thursday for the really top-end teams and then get after it. Not so much. It starts on Thursday for a lot of these teams. Which way – you got one of those that's your favorite – or one that, like, if you weren't working, you'd like to be sitting down watching? The, um, because of the interest I have in it, the, the surreal Texoma boys game. I keep going back to anything up in the panhandle. We're kind of, it's kind of a mystery. You know, you don't see a lot of them. You, you know, there's not a lot of regular scheduled game in the regular season against those teams you maybe see them in a tournament here and there um but the only thing you really know about it was what their record looks like on paper now how they do that you know what's their style all that stuff it's a little bit of a different kind of basketball than what we're used to seeing and that's where i think upsets can happen i'm not sitting here calling for it but um and then they're two ranked teams so it's in, that that one right there looks really interesting I'll, to me, and I'll even say it on the other side. It's not a ranked game, but the Surreal Girls and Texoma. Texoma Girls come in with four losses. Surreal Girls are really good, but 
you know. So I thought the Apache girls were really good, and Bingaroni beats them. Uh, it's just, but that one for me, the the rank game, that one for me. There's a couple of different things about that, and it, and not so much in Class B because you don't see as much, some but not a ton. But you know what else for these two Class A games? There's another thing that uh, is always interesting to watch as it moves along, especially once you get into the big house. You've also got two teams that play football versus two teams that don't. That is a thing. Depending on the style, depending on the, the set of referees in one certain night, it could re- it, sometimes it really benefits one side versus the other. Mm-hmm. Velma Alma plays football, Rappo Butler doesn't. Texoma plays football. Does Surreal? Surreal does play football. Surreal plays football. Never mind. So there's just one. Yeah. Yeah, so there's just one there. Uh, Obviously of local interest, Leedy and Visai, those those two teams have played twice already. Visai's won them both. See if Leedy can, you know, it's hard to beat somebody three times. See what happens there. And then, of course, Sentinel and Granite. Sentinel is the only school in the state of Oklahoma where both their boys and girls are playing a ranked game. Mm. (laughs) Here on Thursday. As uh, Sentinel and Mountain View Godibo, and then Sentinel and Granite. So, that Sentinel Granite game could be really good. I, I think so. I, Granite's I think, kind of been under the radar. We've been singing the praises of Sentinel boys for good reason. They're really good. That could be a fun game too. I'm interested in the result of Frontier and Ripley, in Class A girls, because that, that though both of those teams were picked in our eight for state by by numerous or a couple of different people. Mm-hmm. And both of those schools were kind of ones that if you didn't want to take the chalk, you looked at them to yeah. kind of see. And so which one gets a leg up here early on? Because the difference in winning Thursday and, lo- and losing Thursday is immense. Oh, yeah. You go from – if you win on Thursday night, you're two games away from the state tournament. If you lose on Thursday night, you are five games away from the state tournament. It's almost, to me, the most important game of the year in a lot of ways to, to yeah. carve out your path and go down a much easier path. Right. It With, can be done, though. It happened last year in Canute. That's right. They won. They lost that first-round regional game and clawed their way back. It can be done, but it is a lot easier. <coughs> you just keep winning, and that path gets shorter and shorter. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and Thursday's, Thursday's the one where you can cut off the most. What With sounds win. better, winning Thursday and having Friday off, or winning Thursday or losing Thursday? Turn around playing at three o'clock Friday. Turn around playing at three o'clock, three o'clock Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, I think the first thing sounds a lot better. No doubt. Two um, A and four A get district tournament started. I'll be in Woodward, uh, kind of starting to do some prep on that. It looks like pretty, uh, as far as record wise, even teams. So it could be dogfights in. And oh, by the way, it's Woodward. Yeah, <laughs> there's always that too. There is always that uh, for Oxy. And then Sarah and we- Sarah and Merritt. You know, the the Eagles have been ranked at times throughout the season. But I tell you what, watch out. The Oilers have come on here in the last two or three weeks to really play some good basketball. That is not going to be an easy game for the Sarah Eagles at Merritt against the Oilers. I'm just telling you right now. Watch out. In my mind, that could be a very, very tough one. You're talking boys. I'm You're talking boys. boys. Yeah, yeah. I, that's yeah. Oilerettes, they're rolling. They are. Talk about a team is coming on. They've been coming on since the second game of the year. Well, what twenty one or twenty two in a row? Yeah. Oh yeah. 
do you does it worry you twenty one in a row? Would it worry you? You know, sometimes you run in the run up to like the NCAA basketball tournament, you think, golly, that team that's won twelve or thirteen or fourteen in a row. Do they need to? Do they need a loss to kind of reset things? Because then you're asking don't them. Don't need it now, but I mean, well, I not. see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That that pressure of continuing that streak. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think the the way this team, this Merritt girls team, and I'll credit Coach Doherty. There's we talk about discipline a lot on this show. They are very disciplined. And there's a there's a method to their madness of how they play, and they'll go out there. All of a sudden, they're up ten, and they just hold on to it, or they add to it. So it's a process that's uh, it's very it's been very successful. Obviously, no, I don't think there's any kind of pressure of we got to continue this streak. Nothing I, more I than just getting to the state it. tournament. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. man, they got a very I just by looking at it I think they got a very uh i mean they rightfully should i thought they should have hosted a regional but their path was very favorable just the potential matchups for them it, it, it would give other teams uh nightmares yeah i fully expect to see the marin Oilerats in the state tournament here in a couple of weeks in class 2a fully expect to see that yeah Real quick, They're a player in this in two A. Real quick, back to last night. Speaking of a player, contender, yeah. Bethany is a hundred percent in that four A mix on the girls' side. They're number three. It's a bold statement there, but twenty-one and one. <laughs> yeah, only lost to Tuttle. They're obviously a fantastic team. I mean, they they're. I, I tell you what's amazing about them is when you when you watch kind of on the film or whatever if you see the you know somebody stream or what have you mm-hmm. you could tell that uh talia van is is massive six foot two but can move i mean she makes threes but you don't realize how big everybody else is until you see them out there how long they are because i often it's got to be around six foot point guard the one that's going to owe you uh kate and uh kate and donnelly which uh, her parents are Matt, Matt Donnelly from Weatherford. Remember him? Lance's older brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's his son. Okay, cool. And then Ashley Hamer from Thomas, who he married. So that's the, you're talking about two basketball players that have created a basketball player. She's just a sophomore. Um, another, uh, Zaya Van, which I, in watching the Clinton game, she scored her thousandth point as a junior in that Clinton game. I mean, that's they got they start two juniors and three sophomores so get ready this this ain't over but on the other side kudos to the Elkettes. after a, a game that they on Friday probably didn't plan on losing to Newcastle didn't play their greatest man they came out and they absolutely went toe to toe for a half and really the first 14 minutes of the first half it was 33 to 30 with under two minutes to go and then a couple of turnovers led to buckets on the other end, and it was a nine-point advantage at halftime, and then athletes just won out in the second half. But Oak City put more points on the board against Bethany than anybody else has, including Tuttle, who beat them. That's good signs, watching the ball. I think I think the Elkats hit 12 or 13 threes last night. And so, man, there wasn't there wasn't any back down no. from them, which is good to see. And And – 
you know, you, you almost want to bottle that up and save it for Friday with the shots going in, right? <laughs> Knocking down all those threes. But well, uh, it's yeah. it's a good – Friday was kind of a uh, moment when we just didn't play great against against Newcastle. Last night, the feeling is much, much better, I think, if you're wearing the brown and white for the girls. And then the boys, they had Bethany on the ropes the entire night and just too many fouls committed. And Bethany made free throws, 16 of 19. Um, take away Taylor Himes, one of three in the fourth quarter. Uh, they were 11 of 12 in that fourth quarter for everybody else. So uh, Bethany, just too much. Uh, they, they couldn't keep Aiden Todd out of the paint in the second half, which led to either baskets for him or then open shots for everybody else. I will always say this just for this season. I mean, even seasons past, it could apply, but that what you're, st- and I'll go back to the girls. What, you're telling me is that they you know iron sharpens iron and when they get up to woodward i'm not trying to talk trash but it could be like whoa this is a lot less resistance than what we've seen there in conference play well and that's no offense to anybody but when you look at the conference rankings you're talking about two three four five and seven that you get on a nightly basis right i mean that's just the truth and i just i keep going to that but the familiarity that, that is going to be some, interesting. See some some success, some playoff success because of that. Now, the only problem with that is what's the region look like? Yeah, it'd be Weatherford next. Weatherford, Weatherford, and Clinton go at it. Conference and the winners, yeah, yeah. So, you, you, I mean, it's inevitable. You're going to go through conference mates in the playoffs, but outside of that, I think that it could be a good thing. I think we could see a lot of success. Playing teams outside the conference. Yeah, it's interesting how though. Tough it is. Even outside the conference, though, Woodward is a team that everybody's familiar. I mean, until last year, it was home and home. So you know, yeah, it's a, still familiar. Yeah, opponent. of the one yeah. team. Yeah, and these, it's been kind of the same I'm teams for to, all these years too. To dis- I'm not trying to dismiss mm-hmm. what Woodward is. I, they're going to be a good opponent, but you know, you, you get better by playing better teams. You don't. So. That's right. I keep leaning on that, and I think um, it might be a good day for you on Thursday. Uh, Paul Jones Drug, Tuesday sponsor. They got convenience packaging. Right? They individually package your daily medication. You don't have to fill up the pill caddy with the right dosage, the right amount of pills. They do it for you. Just open them up and shoot her down the hatch. That's one of the really cool features of Paul Jones Drug. Also, durable medical equipment, which is your walkers, your canes, your crutches, wraps and braces, and all that. Most insurances are also accepted. Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main in Elk City. When we come back, talk a little bit about the uh, the move to the SEC for OU Texas. Coach Barry, head coach Barry Switzer, the king. Not sure about it for the Sooners. We'll talk about that. Maybe some scheduling things as well. Who do you want to see on that schedule permanently? We'll be back to finish up a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday next. Paul Jones Drug is Elk City's most experienced compounding pharmacy, meaning they can custom make your prescription medications to your doctor's specifications, safely and effectively providing you with exactly what you need. And for your convenience, Paul Jones Drug has a drive through pickup window as well as curbside service for testing and vaccinations and offers free local delivery. Just a couple reasons you should choose Paul Jones Drug, 809 North Main Street in Elk City. I'm Rodney Skinner with Paul Jones Drug, and I promise we provide care you can trust. The Skinny on Sports. Mock! Yeah! Ing! Yeah! 
Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal, hanging out here on a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday. Not only do they have all of that medical stuff, all of the pills, all of the everything you need there, they've also got a bunch of cool gifts and greeting cards down there at 809 North Main Street here in Elk City. Go check that out. Fellas, hint, if you forgot, hint, hint, Paul Jones Drug can help you out here in the next few hours. It is a Valentine's Day. Would you like to say happy Valentine's Day to your wife and kids? Yes, happy Valentine's Day to my lovely wife, Allie, and my two girls, Katie and James. I'll say happy Valentine's Day to the lovely Kara. Is that enough? I mean, is that enough of a Valentine's? Do we need to do anything else? I've already... We good? I've already... Uh, <clears throat> she already opened her present this I morning. Mean, that's that's what we just did is better than flowers, right? It's interesting. I Not got, everybody can give shout-outs to their significant others on air. So. Yeah, we're way ahead of people yeah. in that regard. So I think I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't try that. <laughs> I would, If I were you, I wouldn't stop there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, last week, I guess it was like Thursday night, <clears throat> it became official that Oklahoma and Texas will be headed to the SEC in 2024. So this will be the last year in the Big 12 for those two schools. Interesting comments from the King, Barry Switzer, over the weekend in the Tulsa World, speaking with Bill Haston. He said he's concerned about the Sooners' move to the SEC. He said, I know what it'll look like. It'll look like we're playing Texas every bleeping week. You've got to be good. I don't know if we're good enough right now. Have to get better on defense. I I think a lot of people agree with that. Yeah, I think it, I, I would I mean, love. Here's it's not, what it's nothing new. We've heard this that you have to get better in a bunch of aspects of the game, especially defense. But for but going to the SEC does that not force that? Like, okay, we're going. We got to get better. They're forcing, you know, pushing that. We're already seeing that early with recruiting with Venables. I would love to hear if he had these same thoughts a year ago that the, at this time. Yeah, that's true. After recent results? Before seeing what happened on the field with Venables' first team. Mm-hmm. Or is this just a, a reaction to what he saw? It's a little bit of that. And still, I heard, and I thought too, he's still a coach, you know. Is this his way of trying to motivate? Motivate the program? <clears throat> you know, putting that out there on the record and then letting that reaction happen with down through the program does that make sense yeah a little bit a little bit of a coach speak that he had going on there like hey guys we're not good enough to win this game we're not good you know you hear that a lot then they go out boom breaking the doors down winning the game i don't know i think it's going to be interesting where was this interview conducted uh it was just him and bill (laughs) haston talking there's a couple of bleepings in here so there you go (laughs) you know (laughs) Not sure how what you know, coach. If he was in his wine, who knows? <laughs> but there are valid points. But I sure. think I think anybody that watched Oklahoma play defense over the last however many years you want to go back to, yeah, would have said they need to be better on defense going into that conference. Now the one thing that they had had above a lot of the SEC teams until recently was the fact that offensively they were different. But now you start to see a little bit of an influx into that conference of the style of football that OU and Lincoln Riley have played. 
You know, think about what Josh Heupel is doing at Tennessee, Kiffin at Ole Miss, now Brian Kelly down at uh, LSU, Saban's incorporated in to to Alabama. You know, it's it's hard to find somebody that's that in that's playing quote unquote normal football, and the one guy that has been has been an utter disappointment offensively, and that's Jimbo Fisher at Texas A and M. And what did he do? He went out and hired Bobby Petrino to change that. So it, it, I think it's right. a it's a different conference going in now than it would have been a decade ago. And I think some of that is an advantage to OU and some and, and Texas both, and some of it isn't because now they're they're more familiar with seeing the types of attacks that that they're going to be thrown at them. I think you, your head is in the sand if you think not you but everybody anybody that thinks that OU is going to turn in or in Texas for that matter because they're going to a tough conference that they're just going to turn into a Vanderbilt of football. These, these these programs have been bigger than that for, for years. It doesn't matter what conference they've been in. What you're going to want to see and what you hope happens is the recruiting gets ramped up like we've seen in A&M. Now, is it turning into results in the field? I think we still – I know we made fun of them last year because they had that great – let's give them time. If you can continue to recruit like that, if A&M can continue to recruit like that, they're going to start hitting more than misses, and they're going to start winning more than losing. Yeah, eventually and you can't they, get all the, the – Yeah, everybody can't be wrong about every so my, player you my recruit. My point is, going to this conference, the recruiting, I think, for OU in Texas is going to ramp up because you can sell that brand to these kids, go, we're going to be playing in Alabama, we're going to be playing in Florida, we're going to play in Georgia, and that recruiting is going to get up. You're going to start seeing some hits on those recruits, and then the play is going to get better. My question, but will my, will they take some lumps on the way? Absolutely. My question would be, how much has it already helped? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's a big part of it. Being able to sell that. We were and, kind of talking about that this latest recruiting class. Like, are they telling these guys they're about to go to the SEC? They know something we don't know. Maybe they did know mm-hmm. that this was. Well, you know, even recruiting those guys that are seniors right now, without what happened last week, you can tell them, well, your last two or three, depending on if you redshirt, your last two years for sure are going to be there, maybe even three. Mm-hmm. You might just have one in this conference before we get moving. And that's turned out what to happen. Scheduling-wise, there's a lot of different theories out there about what's, what it's going to look like. Uh, the SEC has been playing only eight conference games, which I think in a lot of ways may be a little bit of a secret to their success later on down the line. That's not going to be the case anymore. It looks like there's going to be for sure nine conference games in a 16-team league. Not going to be divisions, it doesn't look like, which makes sense from a standpoint of you can see all the teams more often. You know, the current South, uh, East and West breakdown, teams like Georgia and Alabama, they don't see each other but once every decade. And I don't think that's good for anybody because you're wanting to see those matchups more often. And uh, with, the, with the different ideas that I've seen floated out there, you would get each school on your home field once every four years with some sort of, not pods, but what, you know, a, you have a certain amount of permanent opponents and then it kind of fluctuates around the others, right? Mm-hmm. So if it, if it currently, I think Trammell wrote it um, the other day that it looks like maybe three permanent opponents on everybody's schedule, but those aren't going to be the same three for everybody. It's not like a pod. It, it'll be different permanent opponents for, for each school. If that's the case, what three do you want to see permanently on the Sooner schedule? 
Conference games. Um, yeah, the conference. It, it, well, Texas has to be one of them, right? I would assume. Texas has to be one of them. So what other three permanently? Uh, I, You know what? Because we live right next door to these guys, and we never play them. Arkansas. That could turn into a fun rivalry. Mm-hmm. And then Florida. Oh, wow. For the recruiting. That's what you want to see. What do you think it will be? Well, Texas. Uh, man, I don't know. Texas, I think they'll avoid past opponents like Missouri and A&M. They, they want to – I don't know what it will be. That is so – that could be anything. I think it'll be. I think it's gonna be really, te- really Texas, could, Arkansas, and Missouri. You, do you think they'll stick with geography? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then and and for the others, they'll stick with those the, the rivalries that are already existing. So, like for instance, Alabama will play Auburn and Tennessee every year. You know, Georgia will yeah. get Auburn and and Florida every year. You know, there's there's certain he made, of those. He made that comment. Sankey did mm-hmm. restoring rivalries. Here's one: Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee. I would now that I would love to see. Yes, yeah. Or if if you really wanted to go deep, Texas, Ole Miss, and Tennessee, just for the trips, every other year, for people to go see the Ball Navy, go see the Grove. Right. But I I have a hard time not seeing Arkansas in there, and it may not be Mizzou, and I don't think it's going to be A and M either. I don't think you'll see. Texas, Arkansas, and A and M be those th- be those three for for OU. But if you're if you're Texas, you, I mean, gosh, it feels like you can almost guarantee OU. A and M, is that? I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense, but but would 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 either of them want it? I don't know. You know, Arkansas makes sense to have Texas and OU to restore that Texas rivalry. Obviously, Oklahoma's right here, but yeah. I, th- I think there's there's a lot of different ways that can go. And will it be geography or will it be or, – or, or will they try to create a balance somehow? Competitive balance on the schedule. And I know it's going gonna, it's gonna, to you know go up and down. It's fluid just from year to year. But a historical, try to create some balance. How do, they, how, does the, how do they go about that? I would like to see more of a, an attempt to keep it balanced. I mean, somebody's got to get. I mean, somebody's got to get Vanderbilt. Yeah, exactly. But Vanderbilt's thinking, if you're going to do this to us, we don't want to play Alabama every year. We don't want to be one of those. I'd say they'll play Tennessee every year. Yeah, just because state, of the rivalry. Yeah, maybe Kentucky. Yeah, and, yeah, maybe those two. Somebody else. I, I think it's fascinating because there's so many different ways this can go. Yeah, it's going to be kind of fun to see, and I, and I really, again, hope we get a schedule in September. <laughs> Late September, September 22nd is when it came out last was it? time. I looked it up. Well, I'm sure that there will be some meetings and going on in between now and then. Yep. Thank you to Paul Jones Drug. It's been a Paul Jones Drug Tuesday, everybody. Happy Valentine. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports Podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to 